Studios in Omaha, Nebraska. The other kind. Welcome to another kind, the other kind of radio episode, forty-four, folks. It's been it's been a long morning uh, for this Sunday, the February twenty-fourth, two thousand nineteen. Full disclosure: we're pre-recording this on Friday due to schedule and possible snowmageddon hitting Omaha. But let's jump in the AV time machine and let's go back to. February 24th. The Other Kind Radio is a weekly podcast where we take you, the kind listener, around the pop culture salad bar and ask, why are there tiny muffins at a salad bar? We do this via Apple Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, and hopefully very soon Google Play. Uh, You can talk to us via Twitter at Talk Radio. Or Instagram, you can check out our uh, filings and postings at uh, Talk Radio Host. Now, this week show it marks the first annual Oscars Todd versus Jeff prediction show. So we did it last year, and we're back again, folks. We're back, and uh, we're going to go through all of the nominations and select our winners. Uh, before we get too far into that, my name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd is your other host and joins us right now, right this second, from the studio in Dallas. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Jeff. You know, you just actually made my older sister, um, who I affectionately call Dr. Dudu, but she is a doctor of Dickensian literature. You just made her very happy by saying it's the first annual. Right. Because you cannot be an annual when you first do it. So many people will put out that invitation that's welcome to the first annual. She's like, it can't be annual if you've only done it once. Mm -hmm. And she is the queen of semantics, but she's right. My sister, who I don't know if she listens, now loves Jeff. That's what I'll say. Lisa, meet Jeff. Jeff, (laughs) wonderful job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are things now? For those kind listeners, I know we have a few that are audiophiles. Uh, my voice is a little bit different today. I am I am uh, going through the regular routine of whatever happens in winter and getting sick. And then, yes, it is also cold here in Omaha, so uh, the, uh, the, the heater is on and the air is flowing, so I apologize for that background music. How are background music, background sound, how are things in Dallas? Today's a little bit, you know, you talk about the winter thing, and we're not getting snowmageddon, but we are getting the, hey, let's look like we're Seattle in Dallas. It is <laughs> drizzly. It is ugly. It's damp. It's it's not, we, we had like cold last week. It was 20s, you know, at points, but, but right now it's not cold. I I have to say I kind of like it, though. I'm one of those people. I like the way that is outside. You know, again, and I tell everybody, once you once you, once you you get out and exposed to a couple days' worth of, of you know, teens uh, as far as temperature, you know, somewhere in the teens, uh, once it hits 28, then you're like, wow, this is, this is wonderful. So, you know, it's all about uh, getting acclimated there. Um, I stepped out last week with my wife and daughter, and, and uh, I, I've said many times my daughter shoots archery. We were at practice. While we were inside, a one of those subarctic fronts moved through. I've never seen two women shriek and run to a car faster 
than when it hit them that, oh, my God, it just went in Texas, as it often does, from 60 to 20. <laughs> it was shocking. Well, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Very looking forward to this. Um, and we are early, uh, as I, uh, as you pointed out. I'm, usually the Oscars are in March, and now uh, they're in February. They're they're jacking with me, and and I told Jeff I had a hard time seeing all the films this year, and it was not oh, for yeah. lack of wanting to see them, but many of the Academy Award uh, nominated films didn't make returns to the cinema this year, which is interesting. They they got a lot of home releases, and in those home releases it wasn't a rental you had to purchase it yeah. and i was not so willing to pay right you know 17 dollars for a film i'm not sure if i'm gonna like right and, right and as a matter of fact i ended up prey to that very thing so we'll, we'll get into that but yes here, here's a here's a little uh, a piece of advice for those uh, oscar planners which we're going to get into in a minute as uh, they've had their hands full but here's the thing if you want the oscars to be the event that you want Make sure most of the films are out and available to rent so people can watch them. And then when they play from home, they can say, hey, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. We rented that and, and actually have an idea of what films, you know, they're going to be watching and everything. Because I agree with you 100 percent. It's like, you know, now now it's it's a financial decision. You know, do do we have this extra money to go out and buy now these movies and maybe that's the bit in the gamut that they're running but i i agree with you i think it's a little unfair well i i've said so many times before that and i'm not alone in this belief that the oscars are nothing but a power grab and money you know grab that yeah. it is the the motion picture arts and sciences trying to say look at all we've done great this year and especially this year is this cross-section of everything they want to make money it's a big commercial it's a big advertisement you've now made it impossible the barrier to entry yeah. into trying to be a part of this is impossible because the one that's really killing killing me that i didn't get to see is if, if bill street could talk yeah it showed in dallas at my theater for two weeks and unfortunately those two weeks were weekends that i had archery tournaments way out of town with my daughter when i came back it's gone i thought okay it'll get nominated for something i know virginia yeah. kings there's talk of that yeah. it never came back it's not available i i'm so frustrated with them that's just yeah. insane that's that's just nuts i mean it, yeah. it's i understand it's a double-edged sword and we we know how you feel about award shows and we'll get into that real quick we got a few uh, housekeeping items to go through um one of which alludes back to the intro that i that i wrote for this week have you ever noticed about mini muffins at a salad bar? And I'm thinking of one establishment in particular that has them. And I'm, I've, it's always been something that's tripped me up. Yes, I've noticed them. I never get them. But now I know it's going to trip me up every time I see them as well. Because you look over there and it's kind of like, huh. Like they have peas and mushrooms and beets and cottage cheese and fruit and lettuce and all these things. And then somebody went... We need to throw some mini muffins in there, too, because everybody has a mini muffin when they're eating a salad, right? Staying away from those carbs, have a mini muffin. They're, they're right here. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be so disappointed if I look this week and the name of this episode is not mini muffins and the Oscars. Mini muffins. It might be. It might be. I like that. Uh, and then touching on a couple of other things. Now, I, you know, Matt, Milk Toast Matt, I'm talking to you, bud. We need to get him a different name because Matt is not only one of a, a very dear, kind listener and a friend of mine. 
he has he is an incredible uh, guy and family man and everything. So we don't have to come up with it today, but I, I do think we need we need to rethink his nickname because I don't want him to be Milk Toast Matt for the rest of all the episodes. So we'll think of something, Matt. But uh, he sent some kind um, some kind words about the last episode and said he enjoyed it. So thank you, Matt. We'll work on a new name for you that is more representative of who you really are. You know, Matt, I'm going to be going through my film knowledge and i'm going to try and find some reference to matt in film lore you're going to become something special yeah we're gonna we're gonna do something for him because he he's a he's a true kind listener and and we appreciate that got it um i'm feeling a cough coming on we're gonna talk next about my trip to dallas oh your trip to dallas i got to be a part of that and, and i'll vamp on this as i watch jeff basically cough up along it's okay jeff take your time it's really okay i'm back Yay. So I had some work, had to go to Dallas. It was a great trip. It also what got me sick, but that's okay. Um, I got to hang out with uh, Superstar Steve, who's doing Superstar stuff with his Superstar band, the Bird Dogs. And I actually asked him, I think what we should do in the uh, future episodes is uh, start giving some calendar dates for, uh, for you guys' gig that you have at uh, Eno's and then, you know, other acts that you guys go around and do i think that's important because we do have a lot of kind listeners in the dallas area so um yeah so we'll do that and then uh, i got to go out to dinner with you and your your wonderful family we had a fantastic meal it was so nice to see them and the the only thing that i really noticed was um just for the kind listener to kind of pull back the curtain uh this is really how todd and i talk to each other because it quickly turned into a uh, and it wasn't meant to be, but uh, some discussion on <laughs> on film. And I was just thinking in the back of my mind while we were sitting there talking that, you know, it, it sounded like something we'd have on there. Yeah, my wife, Shelly, actually said the same thing on the way home. She said, uh, after we dropped Jeff off, she said, you know, I see why you guys do the podcast. I said, what do you mean? She went, do you realize how quickly you got into talk that I don't care about? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I have to have friends in the world that care about what I care about. She loves she loves movies. She doesn't love this level, but she loves that you and I were talking like that. Yeah. And I do think to let the kind listener in, our discussion became on what is great acting, what is perhaps, and, and I'm really truncating this conversation, but what is instead knowing what you play well as an actor. Right, yeah. Right. And yep. and yep. I, think, I think that's a really interesting conversation because I do think that that's pretty truthful i after we separated one of the people we talked about was brad pitt and i did find some more instances of brad pitt taking some chances yeah um but i think that's let's mark that on the schedule somewhere i'd like to have that conversation writing it down all right uh, a couple more housekeeping items uh i did get to have dinner with chef jeff and his son um went to a local establishment there in dallas and had a nice meal and it was nice to meet uh uh, Chef Jeff Jr. and hang out with them and, and talk goldfish. That's all the kid wanted to talk about. He's one and a half, but uh, all he wanted to talk was goldfish. So, uh, <laughs> and I I'm not ashamed to say that he uh, he talked me under the table on goldfish. That guy is uh, that kid is a goldfish expert. So, and uh, because his dad usually listens to the podcast when he's in the car, I think he might be the youngest kind listener. So we'll we'll keep tracking that. Uh, you know, when my daughter was young, we used to go to a sushi restaurant and they took a picture of her because we literally when we had her, we came into the sushi restaurant like three weeks later because, you know, women who have that are pregnant are not supposed to eat sushi. My wife wanted it. They took a picture. And for the longest time, my daughter was the youngest customer on the wall. 
and oh, it was wow. this picture of her. So we need to somehow find a way to post a picture honor of Jeff. this young man, and and he is our youngest kindless. Post a picture of Chef Jeff's son all over the internet. Sure, yeah, yes, I love. No, anyway, we can do a drawing. We'll do something. There's just a way to represent it. Goldfish, yeah, Gold, goldfish, goldfish. There you go, goldfish. Fantastic. Uh, and then one last thing before we get into the first annual Oscars Todd versus Jeff prediction show. I wanted to announce our kind listener of the month for the month of January. The kind listener of the month is a gentleman, and he'll know who we're talking about. His name is, we call him Beaker. Uh, he has red hair. And uh, Todd doesn't even know we're doing this, but basically, um, just stay, just stick with me, Todd. Basically, uh, I'm pitching in, and Beaker, as the uh, January uh, kind listener of the month, uh, what I need you to do is uh, get a pen, write this code down. It's uh, 247-275-67. And then go to um, uh, theothercindradio.com. You'll see a little icon. Click on that, and uh, you'll get one free month of free stuff that we'll do. it. And make sure you do fill out the form and include the following code, 74 and we'll get you uh we'll get you your thing right in the mail so uh congratulations to beaker and uh kind listener of the month wow that's you know <laughs> as a part of this podcast i i feel so entrenched with jeff and and on the same page until that very moment and i have no idea what you just did i don't know what's going on but you know congratulations on being the kind listener of the month that is awesome that, that is, is just awesome. amazing didn't even know that exists did you no, I mean, we are stepping into the future truly to the point that I don't even know what's going to happen next, but somehow I'm here. That's what you do with the AV time machine. And and like Ooh. I said, I'll point it back out to you. Just make sure, and, and I know Beaker's listening, just make sure that he goes to the other kind radio and uses the code W8376 and make sure you put that special character in there. Otherwise, it won't work and you won't be able to get your prize. But anyway... That's not why the kind listeners are here. They're here because they want to hear us talk Oscars. So I went to SoundCloud, and they have free music you can get there. And I found this free music, and it's uh, Roman uh, Maldives. And it's a little, little production music, so here we go. Because I didn't want to use the theme we did last year. I'm afraid that there may be some people that get upset about that. So... That's so loud. Oh, that's so quiet. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get in the new studio. It's going to make my life so much easier. So this isn't really Oscar music, but I kind of liked it. And it's a local, a local, not I should say a local artist, but it's an artist you can find on SoundCloud. So, and I don't even have the echo thing. Let's see what effect I have queued up right now. We'll give that a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2019 Oscar Todd versus Jeff Prediction Show. I think you announced that at the end of a really long hallway because it was like the echoes were so good. All right. Well, welcome. Hey, Todd. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the first annual. And I did do a, I did do a Google search on that. And you're right. I had to make sure I said that right. That uh, you have to have one, and then have one a year later to call it first annual. So uh, welcome to the first annual. Uh, let's remind the kind listener of what happened last year. I was very brash. 
Uh, there was a million dollars on the line. Uh, did you ever get your money? Yeah, oh. uh, and I invested it back in you. Did you not get it? <laughs> I did, and I invested it back in you. Wow, that's oh. that old, uh, I cut my hair off to buy you a, what's that you old thing? The Magi? No, what's, is that what it is? That what that it is? is? The, the woman has long hair. The man yeah. buys her a brush for her long hair, but she cuts her hair. She buys him scissors? No, that's not No, it. she bought him an Xbox. No. Kind listener will help us out. I think she gets him a watch or something like that. It's weird. Or he sells his watch to get the brush. She cuts her hair to get him a new wristband for his his Apple Watch. Um, she buys him a, a gift card to uh, the Apple Store, and he actually secretly switched his phone out to Google and can't use it. So because I, I really love to... <laughs> dialed Jeff back in. That is the gift of the Magi. Oh. A short story by O. Henry first published in 1905. So. Well, happy anniversary. Yay. Is he still with us? Um, you know. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't build them like they used to. We're, we're so far off. Okay. I was about to say, please pull this out of the All way. Right. So last year it was like 18 to 12. You kicked my butt. We do need to say that, again, our feeling of, of, of award shows is that they are BS and that a lot of this, and as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the podcast, is a, it's a lot of setup. The Oscars have had a horrible year. First, they couldn't get, they wanted Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to do it, and then The Rock was like, sure, I'll host the Oscars, but by the way, I'm doing two films at the same time, so can you work with my schedule? And the Oscars basically said, no. So then The Rock said, can you smell what I'm not cooking? And he walked out the door. And then, it, sorry. I, I thought you really were just going to say bye, but then you had to throw in his tagline, which yeah. I appreciate. That was yeah, really good. It's a pop culture show. A little pop, yeah. little little uh, little packet of pop culture right there for you, folks. Um, and then they went to Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart basically said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then somebody found an old Twitter uh, post he had that I I don't even remember w what it is that he wrote, but it was anti homosexual or against that lifestyle and so the Oscars said oh we can't have that and so they pulled out and then Kevin Hart went on the Ellen show and said hey I was wrong I've grown as a person I don't believe or think that way anymore and Ellen said hey as somebody who you know is is a, a pop culture icon in uh, the LBGT family I think I left off one letter there um, I'm okay with it. I think you should host the Oscars. And she's hosted the Oscars, right? Yes. As a matter of fact, she has. So we have an ex-Oscar host saying, hey, I think you've grown as a person. I understand, blah, 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 blah. And Who's they, also gay. Who's also gay, right. And the Oscars still said, no, nah, we're good. Then tell them, go ahead in the next chapter. Well, and I have to say they probably said that because they realized that Kevin Hart wasn't funny. But that's just an aside. <laughs> so this has actually been a crazy year also for the Oscars because when you start with the fact that this is the 20th year anniversary of what is considered to be the dirtiest Oscar campaign in existence when Harvey Weinstein, now infamously charged with all the horrible things he did. Right ran a smear campaign against Steven Spielberg and Saving Private Ryan so that Shakespeare in Love could win a film that it's a, it's a fine little romantic comedy. It is not better than Saving Private Ryan, which most pe people consider mm. to be amongst the best war films ever made. The opening shot sequence is 
alone. Yeah, boom. And and but instead, it, it that exposes exactly what the Oscars are: is this we're going to smear a a, a, a famous director who's actually consp- considered to be one of the pretty good guys in Amer- in American cinema. Yeah. And here we are, the 20th anniversary of it, and now you're looking at. I was telling Jeff, and I tried to find this article. I just read it yesterday, and in in the uh, infinitely stupid wisdom that I possess, I did not bookmark it anywhere. But it was on one of the the sites I read, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, whatever it may be, one of those. That this Oscar season is the hardest to predict that has happened in perhaps the history of the Academy. And what right. that means is that usually if you watch things like the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild, the Directors Guild, the Producers Guild, all these different things, they give their own awards. And then those people also are, are, most of them are part of the Academy and will vote. So you can almost look and say, okay, Directors Guild, Producers Guild, both awarded this film. That makes it look like all these people are going to vote on it in the Academy Awards. This year, it has been split. The, the uh, Screen Actors Guild picked Black Panther as an achievement in cast acting, which is their version of seeing Best Picture. Directors Guild picked Roma. You know, suddenly you're looking at a split across the board. And the the way the Oscars work, it is not simply that when they send Jeff his ballot that he just says, I think Green Book's the best film. Instead, he's asked to pick what is the best film and then to list them in descending order of what he thinks it should be after that. Right. So if they get a you know split vote, then they begin looking at the number two place, number three place, and they, they eventually remove, they actually work the bottom up. They remove the, the lowest votes and work up and, and give different weight to it in that way. You start looking like that, I'm actually, there's a part of me that thinks something as horribly reviewed as Bohemian Rhapsody might win this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the vote is so split yeah. that something like that which people have sentiment for and which they will look back on in 20 years and go wow that's really not a very well-made movie right it's going to be i i think we're on the verge of another shakespeare in love because people now look at shakespeare in love i'm looking at this article it's on hollywood reporter right now talking about this and it even says in there it's a fine film that has not aged well it's (laughs) you can still watch it but you 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 look and you think wow it's not really that good right so this is a very interesting year. Now, Jeff talked about the split and what we did last year that that I won and Jeff lost. And yes, uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna need to repeat that. I won and Jeff lost. But <laughs> I promised this year that I would. I'm not going to just do the cynical. Hey, this is how this usually works. I'm going to state that for the kind listener. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm, I want to. I want to log my vote of what I want to win, yeah, and yeah. that's what I want to be judged on. Because I do think that it's the cynical part of this. I do think you can break down and say, that's what's going to win. Right. But I don't want that. As, as your friend, I want us to go up against it of what we really like. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I want our official tally to be. I appreciate that. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick in, in, in your our, the go kind of before we get into our picks as far as the, the problems that the Oscars have had is then they weren't going to announce and broadcast all of the awards they were going to have some that 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 didn't you know they were like ah, we'll just announce them during a commercial break and that set off another fire well and that sets off a fire and i'm so glad you you brought me back to that because the awards that they were going to cut cinematography editing and there and then for whatever right. reason i can't think of the other two <laughs> right um are the absolute foundation of what this art is uh-huh. the idea of a visual representation of action that is then assembled and what the juxtaposition of two images are to one another is the art of cinema 
And they basically said, hey, these really important categories, nobody cares. We're going to announce them uh, actually to the audience during the commercial breaks. And we'll come out and go, hey, and Jeff Lagerre won for cinematography. Okay, on to the next <laughs> right, one. Right, right. Which like cinematography, I, I guess each craft or each portion of the film has its own weight and time and effort and practice that goes into it. But cinematography's that's that's like, you know. Uh, awarding the uh the i don't know I, I can't think of a good analogy right now but you know that's a core th element and 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 skill when it comes to shooting movies is cinematography it's kind of like what every film has to have otherwise they turn out like battlefield earth so it, it, you could basically make an argument between cinematography and editing which is more essential right. you have to have the image to edit but unless you're going to create Andy Warhol's famous, what was it, 25-hour film of one shot of the Empire State Building, you got to have editing to cut it apart <laughs> so people want to actually follow right, it. And right. it. That it builds tension. It does all these things. So essential to the craft. And the Academy has no clue what's going on. All right. So we'll get uh, take a drink of we'll take a drink of the Oscar Kool-Aid real quick here. And uh, at the end of the drum roll, we'll get started. So. Where we start now. Now, again, the kind listener, I'm sorry, I already messed up the flow. But the way this is going to work, kind listener, is Todd is going to, uh, he's going to direct us. He's going to tell us what category we're going to and all that other good stuff. So, Todd, where are we going to start? So, let's start with visual effects. So, a visual effects, uh, quick rundown. That is, I think last year you taught me that that was CG, and I complained that why don't they just call it CG. But tell the kind listener what visual effects are. It doesn't have to be CG. It's any kind of manipulation to where you take the actual image that's produced or produce an image and add it into a film. So if you imagine that when you see one of the nominees this year, Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, when they shoot that, obviously there are no spaceships, space aliens, spaceships. Uh, well, aliens may not entirely be true, but, you know, there are no <laughs> laser bolts. They add those kind of things. Those are the elements they add. Gotcha. Um so uh, there's actually a couple of examples of how different this can be. It doesn't have to be superheroes. It doesn't have to be space. So. Okay. So those nominations uh, for the 2019 Oscars are for visual effects, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. So the example that I want to give of, of how this doesn't have to be a spaceship is Christopher Robin in which they take a character and uh, the Christopher Robin famous of the Winnie the Pooh stories and they CG animate in Winnie the Pooh in his latter years whenever he comes to visit Christopher Robin all grown up. So it's any time that you add something that is not necessarily there or replace it. Um, the funny thing is, is that as I was reading around for all the awards this week, what will happen for the people that vote on this? They actually send them the, the production company in charge of each film will send out a little reel that says, here is Christopher Robin, and you can see we'll add in the special effects. Apparently, that, mm. that reel for Christopher Robin is incredibly impressive wow. and is getting a lot of buzz, which surprises me. But then again, sometimes it doesn't because you start looking at Avengers, Ready Player One is solo, all kind of the same ilk. And you start wondering where the votes could go. So I'm going to say for that one, for me, I'm going to go along with the scuttle of what I'm hearing that people are very excited about Christopher Robin, but my personal vote 
is for first man because it's such a seamless integration of the special effects to the point when we talked about it, you felt mm-hmm. like you were actually in the moment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to keep mine short for visual effects. I'm going with first man for that very reason. Uh, having seen um, every movie but Christopher Robin, I think it's a lot of the same. I mean, Ready Player One is pretty much just all green screen. Um, and, you know, same thing with, with, with uh, Star Wars and Infinity War. But the way they integrated it into the film with First Man, I think uh, I think that's the strong pick there. So I'm going with First Man. Where are we going to next? We're jumping to a like-minded category of sound mixing. Sound mixing. All right. So for sound mixing, we have the following movies nominated. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. So sound mixing being the idea that once the sound is assembled together, sounds representing whether that be onset recorded dialogue, replaced dialogue afterwards, or uh, sound effects, someone has to mix it, and it essentially creates the audio landscape. Um, I, to me, I don't think there's any question what will win. I think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win. Okay. For some reason, people have it in their mind that because of the mix of the live music and whatnot, that it made it an astonishing feat. I couldn't disagree further, and I'm going to put my money with First Man. My personal vote is First Man because, once again, when we were inside that space capsule, it sounded occasionally like my grandfather's gate creaking, and it, right. it, it provided such an eerie overtone that I was I was terrified to be in there with him, and I, and I thought it was just a beautiful bit of sound mixing. So just to recap, you are picking Bohemian Rhapsody. To win. To win. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going first man, first man, because I, I agree with you. So, um, And to be fair, we are. I don't know if you're keeping notes on this. That I, Like I said, I'm going to say what I think is going to win. And then my vote, though, what I would give my vote to is first man. If right. you don't mind logging two uh, things for me. I'll try. I'll do my best. I'm working. I'm highlighting your final choice. Uh, I think we'll okay. remember that when we go back through it. But okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Where are we going to next? We are now going to sound editing. Sound editing. Okay, so the nominations there. Black Panther, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. So the funny thing is, as you went A Quiet Place, I really think A Quiet Place really deserves to be in sound mixing. I think its final yeah. landscape of a world that is silent. Yeah. Man, I, I it was so brave by the filmmakers overall to just allow the silence to exist. However, here we go. I Once again, my votes go bohemian rhapsody will win first man should win okay so we'll put you down for bohemian rhapsody this is weird because yeah they they kind of all are the same thing this is good see and my heart wants to go with first man too because the sound editing was great black panther was good quiet place i'm gonna i'm gonna change it up just because i'm now i'm starting to argue inside my head mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go with the quiet place because i think the lack of sound is is quite evident because of the editing and it's not nominated for anything else so this might be their their get out of jail free card you know so to speak i I like that jeff (laughs) so i you know i really champion when i look at this and i look at those nominations first man in a quiet place i think were both astonishing in their audio landscapes roma as much as i adore that film i found it a little odd that it's in this category right I, I, I don't understand i mean there's there's so many others that you would think actually so yeah I, i'm surprised by roma too uh where are we going next uh short film live action short film live action and tell us about that 
So we're talking anything under 30 minutes, I believe, for a live action short film. Um, most of these end up being filmmakers trying to emerge into a different scene, or there actually are some people that prefer working in this medium, but that's that's usually what we have here. All right, so the nominations are Detainment, is it Fauve? Fauve that's what I'm Fauve, uh, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. And I'll tell you right now, I have not seen any of these. Have you seen any of these? No, but last night as I was cursing the whole thing about having to spend $17 for films that I don't know if I like or not, I did see that my local um, AMC theater chain has a showcase of the short film live action nominees for this year. And I'm actually considering if I have time going Sunday morning and seeing them. So maybe I can report back next week and say what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that's great. And Yeah, I I wish I'd do that more. I wish wish somebody like Netflix would jump in and go, hey, here's a great idea. Let's just do these. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so what are you picking? Um, the only thing that I, the only one that I've actually read anything about is Mother. So, uh, with my limited information, I'm going to go with Mother. All right. Um, skin catches my eye. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. So I'm going to vote for Skin. I'm voting for Skin. Never mind. Okay. Uh, next category. <laughs> I. Hang on. I have to shake my head to get that out. Okay. So next category is short film animated. Short film animated. Okay. And tell us about that. Uh, it's basically what you're exactly thinking. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to assume with the, the rules in front of me that it adheres to the idea that a short film must be under 30 minutes in a narrative form. This, instead of being photographed, is an animated feature. Ah, okay. And those nominated are Animal Behavior. Bow. Bow? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would think so. Late afternoon, one small step, and weekends. And I want the kind listener to know, we're consistent here, darn it. Last year we didn't prep for it. We didn't get the correct pronunciations. And we're, st- we're sticking with it this year. <laughs> so um, have you well, seen to, any? To that extent, if, if the kind listener knows anyone in the world can get, get us press credentials to yes. actually go and do this. You know, I've looked into those kind of things, and it's not the easiest thing in the world we would love to be a part of this so we could actually see these things to talk about them. So if you know anybody, well, we would, hook, hook a brother up. We would be we would be the Mark Cuban of the NBA. They would be like, oh, God, those two? <laughs> 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 They're going to mess everything up. Have you seen any of these? Uh, Bow was the only one that I've yep. seen. That's a Pixar film, and I forget what movie that was in front of. Was that in front of Incredibles 2 or something like that? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I own this. I did buy it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the most touching it's a basically a film where a woman makes a dumpling and then the dumpling morphs into her kid which then goes away which morphs back into her real kid and so there's some real symbolism and stuff but it was really touching so i'm voting for that right off the bat i'm gonna pick that as well i i know that does nothing to further our competition but that's the only one i've seen and i thought it was very well done very touching all right so for those for those of you keeping track at home and we'll make this document available for you to look at todd is green jeff is blue and if we pick the same film it's purple okay glad we got that out of the way where where are we going next let's move on to production design production design Okay, and tell which us. would be the overall look of the film. I'm sorry, I jumped your gun no, there. No, Jeff no, no, wanted me good. to tell you about it. So, someone who actually executes upon the director's vision and says, "This is what we're going to look like. These are the things. This is not costume design. Uh, 
only they they would have an influence a say in, right. in costume design that that of course would go to someone else but this is the overall look of a film okay so we have black panther the favorite first man mary poppins returns and roma um i've seen everything except mary poppins um and i'm gonna jump the gun and go ahead and just tell you because i've seen it i'm going to pick uh the favorite it takes place back with queen anne back in 18 and um back when men wore wigs and uh uh a better time a better time and it was and the detail that they have in these this castle that she lives in is amazing so I'm going to stick with that favorite for Jeff. What about you? I, I'm I'm going to echo your sentiment because it, and I promised I wouldn't get into too much of this, but the Academy is usually so transparent about this. Oh, yeah. look at all this fine work. Wait, hang on. You did something Victorian. Yeah. You must get the right. award. Right. So I, I don't think there's any question in my opinion, what wins here. And and I love this and it'll be interesting. You know, we do, we'll do the third annual, the second annual, third annual, and we'll see, I bet there's going to be a real trend here. That'll be interesting. So, uh, marking that purple favorite for production design, where are we headed to next? We are on to music original song. Oh boy, boy. I just can, I know what's going to happen here. Okay. Let me find music. Please tell so us about Jeff music. Jeff does that. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. An original song must be a piece of music that was composed for the song you often see like a musical if a musical comes from broadway to the screen they will literally compose a brand new song that was not on the broadway stage so that the composer can win something they can be included to that's usually what this goes to but i think without exception every one of these was literally something written for that movie it's not that other circumstance all right so our nominations are all the stars black panther i'll fight rbg the place is the place where lost things go. Mary Poppins returns. Shallow, a star is born, and when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. So, I, to me, there's no question what wins here. I, you know, you look at Black Panther. Black Panther was a huge yes. soundtrack, huge moment. The the song from Mary Poppins is very sweet. I loved Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but Shallow from A Star is Born wins. The minute I heard that, I thought, well, there goes the Academy Award because Lady Gaga yeah. has to get her award. I, I think this will be where she really gets recognized. All right, so we don't continue to just keep doing um, the same thing, cause I, and I'm going to pull your card. I'm going to say I think Shallow's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, I should say what, I think and that's my pick. That's right. what I should have said. I'm what, sorry. What, uh, what is RBG? I'll be the, the kind listener idiot question asker. What movie was RBG? It's a documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, And yes. there were a lot of people that it's funny because when you, know, when you get to documentaries, in fact, as I say this, I, I better wait and say that later because okay. I'm like, I know there were some documentaries that were not picked. Uh, RBG did get a nomination. It's another one. But it, it's one of those that kind of got overlooked a bit but was considered to be a very good film so okay well i'm going to go ahead and go with when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings i don't know if the ballad of buster scruggs is going to get a lot it's it's coen brothers uh it's a it's a it's a very interesting series of short films and that one's for you pop because pop loves that movie and it is kind of a catchy jingle and um uh, sure, I'll throw that in there just for fun but if i get wrong i'll blame my father who will tell me that he in no way controls me. Therefore, it was my decision. Psychology, psychology. All right. So, original song out of the way. Where are we going next? Music original score. Music original score. And tell us about that. 
that is exactly what it sounds like. It is a score of music. It is, it is an entire piece that encompasses the majority of the film. I forget how many minutes you actually have to write for, but there is a length. It has to be original. It, it can Ooh. reference other pieces of music, but it has to, by and large, be original. Okay. Uh, your nominations. Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Hmm. Uh, so... Right away, I'm going to mark Isle of Dogs and Mary Poppin, Poppins Returns out. Um, while I think Mark Shaman is a powerhouse, the man writes incredible music, Isle of Dogs is too remote. This is going to be the cynical part of me, and I can't help it. But we have three African-American-centric films here. The only way Mary Poppins wins is if these three films split that sentiment. Right. right. If I'm picking the score, Black Klansman's score stood out to me at the entire time I watched it. I was like, wow. I just kept thinking, wow, wow, wow. Right. I've not seen Bill Street. I have a feeling, though, Black Panther. My, my thought is Black Panther wins. Mm-hmm. What I would choose is Black Klansman. Okay, so you're picking Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm going to pick uh, if Bill Street could talk. Okay. And uh, we'll cover that. And, of course, that means Black Panther will win, and neither one of us will get a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category. Makeup and hairstyling, makeup and hairstyling. That's that's pretty straightforward. We'll go right in, into the uh, into the nominations. We have Border, Mary Queen of Scots, and Vice. Um, this is the one time that <laughs> that whole idea that something Victorian must win, I don't think wins because Vice takes. Oh my God! What is his name? Why can't I think of the actor's name? Christian uh, Bale. Bat- Thank you. You know, you can see his face, and it's. Yep. yep. It takes Christian Bell, and as he adds on, I think, 50 pounds, they also did a remarkable job of making him over into yes. and, and, and really kind of looking like Dick Cheney. Now, I've heard that, you know, Hollywood, who is notoriously not conservative, that the sentiment is, and this is, this is where this is so stupid, the sentiment is they don't want to celebrate Dick Cheney. So we may see that they don't award this film anything. Oh. However, I, everything I read is everyone is just flabbergasted that in that industry with the wonderful job there. So I, I, I'm i picking Vice. I won't be surprised if, surprised if Mary Queen of Scots wins for the Victorian element. All right. So you gave you I saw your playbook a little bit there. So I'm going to steal and go with Mary Queen of Scots and say that, yeah, they're going to still be uh, they're going to be uh, captivated by the Victorian age. And and maybe that'll give me a point that I'm probably going to need at this point. Um, where are we going to next? We are going to foreign language film. So that again is pretty, pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, so here we go with, uh, uh, it's, I think it's Capernaum, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. This one, this may be the one that I don't think there's much second guessing about. Cold War has gotten a ton of praise, but Roma... Yeah. Is the standout Alfonso Cuarón's film that that both you and I adored? I don't think there's any question that it wins at least the best foreign language film. Yes, uh, and, it, and it could be a kind of a tip, uh, a little bit of showing the cards for later down. But I do think this is. I think last year I called it uh, best picture foreplay. Um, <laughs> so I, I think this might be their first little edging in as far as uh, something um, that may give us an indication of what's going to happen later that night. All right, where are we going now? 
Well, let me, I want to throw this in. Oh, if yes. Roma were to win this and to win Best Picture, that would be the first time in Academy Award history that the best foreign film has also won Best Film. Well, there so, you go. We have some history potentially in the making there. Let's move on to film editing, one you, of the categories that they did not want to broadcast. I'm going to give you a, a a ding on that one. That was that was good. That was a good little. Okay, what, where are we going? I was too busy trying to cue the sound effect. Film editing. Oh, a film that is edited. Yes, definite. And I, I did giggle listening to last year's show. And uh, my pick, I, I my pick was blind, but I said I picked it because it was evident that they had edited the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is nothing better than breaking down the world of film with you. Yes. When <laughs> uh, it gets to that lovely remedial level. Right. That was before um, uh, Rosebud. That was before Citizen Kane. So there's film Jeff uh, and then there's after. Okay, let's get going here. Film editing, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Vice. Editing. Okay, I'm looking at this. That's one, two. I've seen three of the five. I've actually heard that Vice's editing is perhaps its biggest standout outside of Christian Bell's work. Mm. Um, but of the films that I saw, Bohemian Rhapsody, if anything, I thought the editing was pretty bad. Yeah, I thought no, that yeah. there were times where it was like, good Oof. Lord, do something. There, There's one sequence in there when it's it's a sequence of freddie on the stage and they do these overimposed things and i'm like oh my god this is this is like a third grader did this yeah. however then you get black klansman that i thought was absolutely stunningly edited it gets my vote without question i i do have a feeling that something like vice will win right so this is interesting because we've gone through quite a few categories and we have four so far where you and i are right right on the same i'm going with black klansman as well where are we headed to next now we move on to documentary short subjects. It's the, the Academy Awards on their Oscar page, could you do more out of order? It's like, actually put it in the war, way it's going to be presented. This right? is not how this will work. Anyway, documentary short subject. Being something that is a short subject, as we talked before, under a certain amount of minutes. Uh, these often end up being under 10 minutes, but I think that they have to be within 30. Okay. So your nominations are Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, period. End of sentence. Of these, the only one I've seen is A Night at the Garden, which tells the story of a Nazi rally that actually happened in America before the outbreak of uh, the, the, the events that led the U.S. to enter World War II. Um, this filmmaker thinks it's so important because of kind of some things that are happening now that he has gotten to the point that he's just releasing it online. He's like, I don't want money. Wow. Just pass it around and share it. So I got to see it that way. And it's it's very haunting. But you begin to think, you know, it's an assembly of footage. With, there's no narrative to it. There's no voiceover. There are, there are some cards at the end that kind of tell you what you've watched. Pretty much everything I've heard is period and a sentence will win. Um, I know nothing about it. I really don't. I Again, I wish there were a way to to get to these a little bit easier. Yeah. So you're going with period end of sentence. All right. So you had you had some great commentary there. I'm going with period end of sentence, just because it makes me giggle. Because how many times have you said, you know, that's my decision, period. And now, anytime somebody says that, I'm going to have to throw in end of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll go with that. Uh, now I don't know what it's about. And I don't mean to make light. If it's something that is really like heavy or whatever, if it's orphans or anything like that but the title made me giggle 
All right, I'm getting. Let me let me put my crystal uh, ball. I think we're going to. I don't know why I'm changing my voice. Uh, documentary. It's 1940s radio, Jeff. Oh yeah, you see, uh, we're going to documentary feature. Man, <laughs> did you go even further into the time machine and figure that one out? That's awesome. Yes, documentary feature. So a documentary telling a non-fictionalized story in a feature length. Gotcha. So your nominations are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, Of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. So uh, we already talked about RBG. That that actually is produced by CNN Films, I believe, is who did that. But the, the one that I hear the most about was Free Solo. Yeah. Um, about a, a guy that free climbs. There's no ropes or nothing. And some of the, the footage is, like, they say, terrifying. I've actually watch that um, oh have you yes i oh let me rephrase that i purchased that okay. um because yeah um and you know the hello itunes and all these other services they always do it after the event but put together an oscar category and if you're not going to have all the films put them in there please because i you know half this stuff i didn't even know and i guess it's on me too is is a pop culture podcast producer slash host to just go and seek these out and i'll do a better job next year folks like i probably said the same thing last year folks but um anyway free solo good movie the only thing i was talking to my father about it yesterday because he recommended it is at the point yes this guy is climbing a mountain for the first time that nobody else has ever been able to do with no rope so one mistake bye-bye um i think that's one reason why it's going to win although rbg i think might win as well the only thing they did, Todd, that, that made me think of you and put my uh, Citizen Kane film hat on is at the critical points of the climb, they had music playing in the background. It's like, dur, 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 dur. and they should have just left it with the wind, his breathing, and just, you know, the sound of him sliding, you know, across this mountain and up this mountain. I think that would have been much better. Uh, but my vote is free solo. You are going with? Free solo. Okay. So we'll do another, another purple one. Boy, we are going to sink or swim together on this. All right. Where are we going next? Let's move on to directing. Gotcha. So directing our nominations are Black Klansman, Cold War, The Favorite, Roma, and Vice. So this uh, de- so, this definitely, no, I'm sorry, This so this is more of a best picture foreplay kind of thing, right? You usually think that, and there is a lot of, this is where, you know, people that actually watch this kind of scratch their head and say, if the person who wins best director doesn't win best picture how can that be the best directing should therefore lead to the best picture right i can kind of see that but at the same time film is so collaborative that i can almost see how maybe somebody's neck and neck but there's right. an achievement in the directing that, it, that it's so this, ugh, whatever <laughs> okay. um so there are two standouts for me um and and to be fair i've only seen the two nominees but Spike Lee's work and Black Klansman really took him back to where I thought some of his best yeah. filmmaking of the uh, yeah. 90s lay. Yeah. But Alfonso Cuaron's, Oof. I mean, delicate handling of a simple story. Right. To me, it's classic cinema. I I actually was reading something this morning that had, here are the Oscar predictions, and, and we're not going to tell you who these people are, but we have an actor, an actress, a producer, blah, blah, blah. And this one producer who's produced grand TV events is what it said said i find roma to be extraordinarily abundantly boring and horribly made and i thought <gasps> when I, I read that i thought this is proof that a lot of these people don't 
watch the history of cinema. Yeah. That they don't take the time to look. They don't have the moments where they go, oh, that's what cinema really is. And right. Because Roma is beautiful. It is. A, it, is it for everyone? No. But to say it's boring? No, it's not. Yeah. And and I thought his handling of it was amazing. So if I'm having to pick one, it, it kind of hurts me because for the longest time I was thinking Spike was going to win finally. Right. This is the man's first nomination. Spike Lee's first? first? Yes. Wow. And, and that alone says that Hollywood's out of touch. When you look at some of the films, he, oh, you know, that yeah. he has directed Malcolm X. Why was he not? Why he's not nominated for that? Yeah. Seriously. Right. So anyway, Quran wins, in my opinion. So you're going with Roma. Yes. And it was funny because I had this whole bit. I was going to ring the doorbell and have you answer the door. And I was going to ask, <laughs> ask if I could have. Uh, uh, background question as far as uh, the history of the Oscars and ask you if Spike Lee had ever won. So you answered it. You saved me my lifeline, which I appreciate. You're <laughs> going with Vice. I'm going with Black Klansman for directing. I do think that they'll, uh, if we know Hollywood and how far behind, I think I think this might be the time they're like, okay, you know, Spike's getting old. You know, let's let's throw him this, and, and rightfully so. I'm not trying to take anything away from his work. Black Klansman's a great movie, so. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I do. There's a category we've not touched on yet where I actually think they're going to do that for him. Right. Um, but if that occurs, I will I will cheer for him because right. he is truly a filmmaker that I love. Is the category never won an Oscar before? Yes, that actually is the <laughs> category that they they give. It's the consolation prize. They should they should do that. They should do that and make the Oscar trophy just a little shorter than than the real ones. <laughs> oh God! Oh, please boy. don't do that. Here we go. Here we go. All right, where are we going next? Costume design. Gotcha. Okay, so your nominations are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. I think this is the first time in Oscar history where two of the nominators nominations have the word Mary in them. Just throwing that out there. I don't doubt that that may be true. This is actually a little bit of a hard one to pick because yes. you, with ballads, you've got Western costumes, yes. Black Panther. You have the amazing African influence costumes. Yes. The favorite Mary Queen, Mary Queen of Scots, <laughs> very Victorian, and then Mary Poppins, a very whimsical fantasy. I'm actually going to break from the Victorian because I think that gets split, and I think Black Panther wins this. Ooh. I like that thought process. You do you do a very good job. All right, so where you are you are green. So I'm going to take green and do Black Panther. <clears throat> I am going to also deviate from the usual costume design. We'll probably be kicking each other, uh, but I'm going to go with the Ballad of Buster Shrugs cuz they did do some some good stuff in there. Agreed. All right. Next, cinematography. Oh yeah, just a small category. We can we can choose it and announce it during commercial while somebody's watching uh, a, uh, a, a a commercial about the best toilet paper. We'll announce the cinematography winner. Okay, so your nominations for cinematography, and if you can give us a quick definition again, cinematography being exactly what it sounds like it is the that the cinematographer is the artist that not only helps to compose the director's vision sets the camera helps uh oversees the lighting etc it, it is everything that ends up when you see it in the camera the cinematographer has been over that image beautiful well said your nominations are cold war the favorite never look away roma and a star is born so there's some controversy here and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say right away i'm picking roma because i was stunned at how beautiful a film that is but yeah. there's controversy because 
Alfonso Cuaron, who is the director, this is his first film as a cinematographer. Mm. And and I talked about this when we talked about Roma. His long-time cinematographer told him, I will not shoot this film for you. You're going to shoot it. This is your life story, and I want to see it through your lens. Wow. And Cuaron did this. Now, there are many directors. Spielberg is notoriously invested in his cinematography to the extent that the man knows I want this type of lens. I want yada, 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 because he understands what different lenses will give him and why different lenses are used for the passage of light or the framing of a shot. Quran is known to be one of those people, too. So to me, it is a complete unfair statement when people say that he doesn't deserve it because he's not done it before. That's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be about the achievement this year. And while I thought that uh, the cinematography in A Star is Born, some of it was stunning i thought the concert footage they shot when people talk about bohemian rhapsody in that con- uh, concert footage yeah 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 the better concert footage is in a star is born that stuff was like holy crap i'm oh, in yeah. this moment i agree with you but but the images that will last in fact if you look at these uh Ooh. posters the one poster that has an image from the film is roma because it is a stunning image in and of itself and 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 after you watch the film you see the you see the poster and you're going yeah i get it uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going with Roma as well. So there we go. Another purple mark on the page. Let's move on to. Oh, that would be my part. <laughs> Animated feature film. <laughs> your uh, your nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, uh, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I have only seen one of these films. I wanted to see Isle of Dogs, and you know, I see it on HBO, and I'm like, no, I got to watch this other film, and I keep right. putting it aside. Um, but the one that I don't think there's any question what wins it's Spider-Man into the Spider Verse because apparently it is rather transcendent of its genre. Yeah, and I, I think that I think the Academy also wants to award a superhero, and that's one way they can go. Look, we like superheroes. It makes us a lot of money here. I'm sure the skeptical 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 skept uh, skept skeptical skeptical thank you Whew, i was off track there for a second um <laughs> the skeptical uh kind listener is thinking that there's some kind of shenanigans going in the background here but that's another purple mark that's what i was going to pick uh at a time because out of all these movies that's what i've heard most about that so spider-man into the spider-verse animated film where are we going next we got a few left Actresses, actress in a supporting role. Actress in a supporting role. So our nominations are Amy Adams for Vice, uh, Marina de Tavira, Roma, Regina King, if Bill Street could talk, Emma Stone, the favorite, and Rachel Weisz, Weisz, Weisz? I, I think it's Weisz. Rachel Collis, if we pronounce it wrong, the favorite. So I, right away I'll tell you, I've, I've let's see of these I've only seen one Regina King is going to win she is she is the one consensus when I said how split all these have been yeah she was the one consensus that she won every time right so I you know I don't feel that I can pick her because I've not seen it even though I desperately want to however Marina de Tervera or however you would say yes, that much Roma, better than I did is stunning yes as the as the wife who holds her family together with the help of these women that take care of their house i i don't think she stands a chance of winning i think it's an achievement in and of itself that she's here yeah she is amazing she truly those two women that are the leads in this film are just stunning so i i i don't know how disingenuous it is 
I, well, we're, we're picking things that we've not seen. So yeah. I'm going to pick Regina King. I, okay. I, I, I know she's going to win. I, I have complete confidence. Okay. And you're green. So the only thing I'll add on top of that, and I really like the way you break that down. I'm going to go ahead and stick with uh, Marina uh, just because of a little bit of what you what you said. And, and yeah, you're right. The, the odds are definitely not in her favor. But I think she de- deserves it because, again, it's not actress over a series of films. It's not actresses that have been on magazines, unfortunately. A lot of the time that's the way it's picked. But I, that film does not happen without her and what she brings to it. I'm leaving out the favorite because Emma and Rachel, while good roles, um, th- their strengths, I don't think, really come so much from their acting. It's more of what they do in the situation they're in. And that kind of goes back to the conversation that we had uh, at dinner the other night. But I'm going with uh, with Roma uh, uh, Marina uh, de uh, Tavira. All right. We're going to actress in a leading role? Actually, we're actor in a supporting role. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Your nominations there are, oh, good Lord. Uh, Mahershala uh, Ali Greenbook. God, Jeff, someday you've got to make sure you do this. This is so sad. Sorry, Ali. I, 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 uh, I, okay. Adam Driver, Black Klansman. Sam Elliott, A Star is Born. Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell, Vice. This is interesting. I've never seen this before. This should be good. You've never seen what before? Uh, I haven't seen the list of nominations. So. Oh, okay, okay. So I think that Marshala Ali wins. Um, Hollywood loves him. He won for Moonlight. I, I'm going to say it now. I did not like the movie. I, right. I, you know what? Didn't dislike it. I, I watched. It, I went okay. It's, it's predictable. It, it's it's beyond predictable. <laughs> it, it it has hard questions to ask of its characters. Namely, a reveal to his, this man's character that is revealed about halfway through yeah. that Viggo Mortensen kind of has to clean up, and they kind of go, "Yeah, yes, you know, it's a different world. Everybody does it." Instead, you know, make make your characters confront the hardness. Right. Don't take the easy answer. And when I saw that, I thought this does not even deserve to be in discussion. Right. However, he is a fine actor. I have I have liked him in everything I've seen him in. Um, you know, he was in House of Cards for Netflix. He's done fantastic work. I won't be saddened if he wins. Adam Driver, I think he's great in Black Klansman. I'm not the biggest Adam Driver fan. I think he's kind of a weird actor. Yeah. Um, I don't ever forget that it's him. My choice, and I know I'm going to be wrong. I know I'm losing this category, but if I'm voting here, it's for Sam Elliott. Oh. Because I thought, I, I to me, yeah. Sam Elliott shows up, and I immediately, if if he's cast in the correct role, I immediately believe him. And right. I thought he was perfect. Um. But when we get when it gets down to it, it's either Ali or Richard Grant who win this. Okay. Richard Grant's gotten a lot of favorable reviews for that performance. So it's one of those two, but I'm I'm Ali will will win. I'm picking Sam Elliott. Okay. That's a God, that was long. And the kind of listener, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. My brain as I tried to figure it out. If they could if they could see what I'm doing on my screen, um um yeah. Well, where you told me to wrap it up and hurry up? Yeah, that part. No, 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 no. When where I'm like I'm like highlighting like you're like but this and then then this and this and that and I'm going like okay and I'm trying to change the color and so yes we're both going with Sam Elliott and here's my short answer as to why um, <clears throat> Sam Elliott Sam Elliott's character in A Star Is Born is so big and so supporting it affects the lead actor's way of speaking. And so I think in a subtle way, 
there's nothing bigger than that. And then he delivers on his. And I'm telling you, and I've told uh, kind listeners and friends alike, that scene where he's dropping him off in the car, and for the first time, the lead actor, I can't remember who, who's Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, drops his accent, and they have that moment. And it's all shot from the rear scene. And then Sam Elliott puts his arm around the back seat like you do when you're going to back up. And for the first time, you see his eyes just filled with tears blew me away that was fantastic okay i i agree and when i saw that film and i've talked about how i didn't connect that was a moment where i was like come on i'm pulling for you i love this moment and then it kind of let me down yeah all right where are we going next actress in a leading role oh great and guess what there's more names that i should have practiced saying so i apologize in advance your nominee your nominees are uh yalitza paricio for roma Glenn Close, the wife, Olivia Coleman, the favorite, Lady Gaga, a star is born, and Melissa McCarthy, can you ever forgive me? Okay, the first one I'm going to discount is Gaga. If she wins here, the, the kind listener, <laughs> if you hear that screech that occurs, yeah. you were hearing something all the way from Dallas, Texas, because she's fine in it. She does some nice stuff. She doesn't deserve to be in this no. discussion. No, no. Um, it's it's silly in my opinion that she's here. She and plays like, a, she plays a struggling uh, 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 struggling musician who gets the limelight when she starts dating a, a popular. She's playing what she does for life, right. which she doesn't know. And, and even with that, and you're right, I, you still have to portray a believable character in believable situations. Can you find the motivations to do what you're supposed to do? There's something to that. I just did. I there were times where she made choices for her acting where I was like, "Oh, good lord, we're back in high school drama." It was right. just poor. Yeah. Um, Yelitsa Ap- uh, I guess is how you'd say that. You're doing really good. She. This is a woman who's never acted before at all. Uh huh. And wow, I mean, a quiet dignity that is, and, and I think in some ways, acting where you're being simply a quiet person that somehow. Yeah. continues to be that person and evolve and we see the pain and suffering yet you persevere that's very difficult yes um so I, the unfair thing is i i have three people to watch still glenn close melissa mccarthy and olivia coleman glenn close is gonna win she's another one that's won everything she will win um as of right now i have to give it to you lisa apericio okay so that's another. I know she won't win, but that's who I give it to. Yeah, that's another uh, another vote for me. So that's another purple. Um, I actually have the opposite. Glenn has won so many times. I think that if she wins again, it's going to be like the duper duper dub or the duper cup, and that team winning again. So I think if people have seen enough of her, and this might be the year where they start recognizing some people. I agree with your with the reason why she's not going to win, Aparicio, because. She doesn't have a legacy of work, and they're going to call it a fluke, and they're going to say that it's not a true measure, but I'm, I'm with you on there as well. Where are we headed to next? Actor in a leading role. Actor in a leading role. We have Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mar- uh, Mortensen, Green Book. Whew. Man. Um any other year christian bell wins this for putting on 50 pounds and he's a great actor he really is he is truly one of those people that disappears in his role yes i think bradley cooper i don't think he deserved it for a nomination for directing i did think his acting was one of the standouts of this film man peed himself on stage (laughs) yes he did jeff you can't fake Um, that 
Willem Dafoe, I, I love that man. I know you got to see this. It is on my DVR downstairs to watch. It has not been able to find its way to the top. I hear he's great. Viggo Mortensen, who I love. How do I put this nicely? I thought he was terrible in that movie. I thought it was a man trying to be Italian when he's not. Um, there were times where I was like, if he talks one more time like this, man, I thought, stop it. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about all these things. You you have to cast a transgender actor in a trans role. Why aren't we casting an Italian-American in an Italian-American role? So right. it's believable. Right. He was, And I love that actor. I just thought he was bad. However, here it comes. There's no question in my mind Rami Malek wins for this. Okay. So we will split here. Um, you are green. Um, you're right. You probably will. I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to go with uh, William Defoe. He probably won't. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I'm picking that is uh, I do have to admit I watched this film uh, two or three times. But uh, all times I was on cold medicine, so I have yet to really see the whole film. <laughs> um, but it is a lot of him. A lot of solo scenes and there when he's the only thing on on the screen there requires so much more uh, for him to uh, give the audience and energy he has to put out and yada 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 so uh, I'll go with William Defoe at Eternity's Gate um, however I will now as you said in the past but I think Rami Malek's gonna win as well he's that that train is moving very fast where are we headed to it- there's no question that he is the best thing in that film, and I hate that the film was not better for him. He right. deserved a better film. Right. We're moving on to writing an original screenplay. Got it. Original screenplay. Your nominations nominees are The Favorite, First Performed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Um, I, there's no chance, in my, my opinion, that Roma wins this. As much as I love that film, I don't think that they would offer it because it's a rather minimalistic approach to screenwriting. Yeah. Um, Paul Schrader, first reformed, very decorated, very loved. It's too dark for them. Really, what this is going to come down to is it's a race between Green Book and Vice. Um, Green Book Hollywood wants to believe that it's a feel-good story about racism right. in an era when we, we need to talk about racism. Um, however, for me, it continues to be a whitewashing of that subject where it's through a, a white man's eyes. Um, I, I, I think that Vice wins for this simply because Adam McKay is a good writer and they want to award it something. And I think it, it literally is that mm. act of attrition for the Academy that they go, here it is. Here's your award. Screenplay story. Um, yeah, I'm, I may be a little bit of a, a cheap shot here, but I am going to vote for Green Book. I, I don't really agree with it, uh, as it, it's it's based on a true story, so it's not really original. I agree with you on Roma that that's it's much more a visual movie, and uh, the favorite, I, I, I think they already had their love affair with that, so and I haven't seen First Reform, so I'll go with Green Book. All right, we're closing it out here, folks. What's next? writing adapted screenplay okay so adapted screenplay now of course original screenplay is it's you know it's original someone writes it adapted means it's coming from a book uh it comes from other source material it doesn't have to be a book uh famously saturday night fever came from magazine article so okay it can be something like that you've adapted it from something so adapted screenplay nominees are the ballad of buster scruggs black klansman can you ever forgive me if bill street could talk and a star is born. So here comes where Spike Lee gets his award, oh. and that is for Black Klansman. The the, uh, the screenplay categories are notoriously 
given to people that they know or have a feeling of not going to win somewhere else. Um, it is a great screenplay. Um, and if I, but if I'm looking at this, I, from what I understand, if Bill Street could talk is the better screenplay. And, and again, Hollywood, make that movie be in the movie theaters. I want to see it. Right. But I didn't get to see it. My vote has to go with Black Klansman. So eloquently put. Thank you. I'm going to go with uh, another tip of the cap to pop. I'm going to go with The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. As far as adapted screenplay for the following reason, it is the Coen Brothers. It is a series of stories. And the last one where the, uh, my father loves it and I, I couldn't get through it fast enough, uh, where they're sitting in the stagecoach, uh, the pure uh, writing skill and conversation uh, that, that was done there um, was really good. And uh, as, as most uh, uh, Coen Brothers movies, uh, very, very, very uh, intelligently written and a good pacing as far as their, uh, their lines and everything. So uh, I'll go with The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. So we now come down to the final category. So we'll give. Uh, what should we do? Let's do. Uh, the, let's do a gong. Okay, best picture. Your nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. A lot of pictures up there this year. Yeah, uh, a lot of pictures up there this year, and 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 I can proudly say that I've seen all but two. Um, really, okay. So Black Panther, while I thought it was a great statement, and and I do much like when I saw Wonder Woman, and I thought, wow, I love this idea that we're seeing a female perspective on a superhero, the African American black aspect of taking a superhero and then making it be a complete black cast at parts. I, I, I sat there and I was wowed by it. I don't think that it's the best. I don't think it belongs in this category. I just don't. I thought it was a very good movie. I don't think it belongs there. Just like I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody belongs. Right. So for me, if I'm looking at this list, I, I, I don't like Green Book, Stars Born Meh. So it comes down to Roma or Black Klansman. And both of them elicited a very deep response from me. But for me, Roma is the one that resonated further. I think that Black Klansman, as strong as it is, has a couple of moments in it where it maybe goes on a little bit too long in some of the things it does. Roma is just an artist in top form. Now, I'm going to pick it. That's my pick. Right. I'm not going to be surprised. I am not going to be surprised if Bohemian Rhapsody wins. At which point, all my daughter's 16-year-old friends who I've told them is a piece of crap movie are going to go, see, we told you it's good. And I'm going to be like, shut up. It's not good. You don't know what good is yet. Right. So Roma is my pick. So I'm going to echo everything you just said. I'm going to go with Roma as well. I mean, if, 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 you, if we could sit down and watch all of these films again, uh, which, again, I I'm, I'm, did better than last year, and I've only not seen one of these movies – um, I think I still walk away uh, with Roma, cl uh, the clear leader, as far as uh, best picture. Um, I agree with everything you said about Black Panther and Black Klansman. Bohemian, if Bohemian Rhapsody wins, um, the third annual or the second annual uh, Todd versus Jeff uh, Oscar prediction show will have lost a little air. And I think uh, Hollywood would have lost a little bit of air and credibility. However, they're doing a great job of chopping themselves down anyway. So I don't know whether or not th that you know decision what I just considered when you're saying that. I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, I don't, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody can win because of the controversy that is surrounding its original director, Brian Singer, for 
various things that he's been accused of doing. I don't oh. think Hollywood give anything. It just suddenly hit me as I read those things this morning. Hollywood is so very afraid of scandals coming out right now about right. things like that. So I think Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't stand a chance of winning because they would have to give him an award. He is he is the original director, the credited director, though he didn't finish, and he's a producer. So he would get a, an award. Right. All right. We have done it. We've made it through, kind listener. You have listened to us uh, on our first annual uh, Todd versus Jeff Oscar prediction show. Todd, how are you feeling? I know uh, we've both got a run. We're recording this. Uh, we're recording this during your, at least for me, regular business hours. Shh. So don't tell anybody. Don't play this for my boss. Can we whisper all the way out? Yes, we'll whisper all the way. That way, that way, they awesome. really don't know. <laughs> so, so I'm really feeling that this year's going to be a very odd Academy Awards episode. I only heard like three words. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and some. Thanks so much for your time, Todd. And and thank you um, for making schedule. You know, we've got health things that I was going through and weather things. And thank you for, for taking the time to do this. I do appreciate it. And good luck to you. Have you got anything else? <laughs> Good luck to me. I don't know what's happening. You good, know, good luck I was to too... the on the competition. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the, good the luck the to you too, Jeff. By the way, I, the the newsroom behind you is anybody going to come in and start working today and reporting stories, or is that just an empty room? I just I had uh, Todd is referencing what I have on my green screen on the on the call that we do. It's just a. It, I told everybody to leave. This is how <laughs> this is how secret I am about this prediction show because. When we nail every single one of our picks, which which means that there's going to have to be splits in, you know, about 10 categories, meaning like original song, they're going to give an Oscar to Shallow and When a Cowboy Trades in His Purse. It'll be first time ever. They'll come to us and they'll say, wow, these guys know what they're talking about. Pop culture. Um, so before we get real quick, I do want to thank everybody for their time. Thank you, Todd. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, it'll be fun to watch on Sunday. I know that we're going to fill out some ballot forms to, and watch with the family and everything, so I'm excited about that. Um, I do want to take a quick moment and remind everybody that uh, when you're done listening to this podcast in whatever format you do, um, I've been doing some research, and, and the importance of, of giving us a rating or subscribing is really big because eventually, here's here's the master plan. Todd and I want to get this so big that we can bring this show to you every day of the week because it'll be our job. Yeah, every morning, wake up with Todd, Todd and Jeff on KZZ 103 or whatever. Um <laughs> It's still a it's a dream, but it's still a little fuzzy around the edges. But when Jeff dreams, he he mumbles a lot. He yeah. he starts off and, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, so by filling that out, giving us a rating or whatever, I understand it's kind of a pain in the butt. And you know what? I'm a hypocrite too because I listen to a couple podcasts and I haven't rated them, so I've made sure that I go back and in fact do that. So take that time if you can. We do appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us, being with us, being a kind listener. Oh, and before I uh, leave, I do want to remind Beaker, who is the January Kind Listener of the Month for the Other Kind Radio, make sure, again, your code is W932, and then there's a space, and make sure you done, and then, again, that special character to get your prize at theotherkindradio.com. That's going to do it for me. Todd shaking, his, <laughs> Todd shaking his head. Thank you so much for listening. We see you next week with the results. Who's going to win? Will it be Jeff? Will it be Todd? You'll have to listen and find out. We are The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio.